Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online services of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. We're going to go into the word of God because there's nothing more important. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You know, I, was, I like listening to uh, talk radio. I've been doing it for years when I was out working in the field, meaning I was out driving through the day in the Hollywood Hills. And, you know, I listen to talk radio, listen to music and stuff. And so one of the uh, stations that I listened to, the, the DJs was on there uh, today. And they said, you know what? Uh, guess, they, they presented a question. Guess how many people believe in Noah's Ark? And they made fun of it and they said, you know, 60% on the statistics shows that people believe the story about Noah and the Ark. Isn't that ridiculous? Now, you don't have any proof that it did, didn't happen. But yet you're criticizing. And I just thought about the world that we live in and the things that we're dealing with and will continue to deal with as long as the Lord tarry. But just to be careful and understand, you need to know how to defend the gospel. Know how to defend your belief. Know how to be ready to give an answer for what you believe in. A good answer. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to persuade anybody. It doesn't mean that you're going to make them believe. And, and But you should be able to give a good answer as to what your faith is and why you believe the way that you believe uh, based upon the word of God. Not only based upon the word of God, but also historical events. Now, there are historical events that sustain uh, the word of God. It sustains the Bible. There are historians that have written um, and it all centers in the time of what we call biblical events. And so just want to make you aware of that. Uh, also, thank God because uh, the Lord is blessed. And, you know, we've written, I've written a, a book called The Watchmen, Lions and Bob Wire. It's on Amazon. Uh, and so if you look for that, it's used, it's a support to the ministry. Not a support to me, but a support to the ministry, uh, to the church itself. All proceeds go to the church and, and to the propagation of the gospel. Now, this book, uh, along with the uh, three other books that are also written, are for the purpose um, of that. And it's based upon real life experience. 
is based upon the word of God and how God has miraculously worked during some hard times. And this particular book, Line and Bob Wires, is one that um, that deals with difficult times. And if you're dealing with difficult times or have ever dealt with difficult times or know someone that's dealing with difficulties, then I want to encourage you to get this and to read it and or present to them to read. Because uh, one thing about dealing with situations is that you understand and you know how to uh, help someone else. And I've had the opportunity to to help others based upon what I've written and the same and the fact that God delivered me and I was able to reach down and help someone else uh, come up as well. Now, we're in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. Moving from general to the particular, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. You cannot talk about a person, a human being, uh, without talking about earth, man, spirit, and the universe. Now, we're touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, I mean, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything. And so um, the Bible tells us in Genesis 15 and 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And I, I want to remind you throughout the entire teaching of the book of Genesis that God is um, your shield and your exceeding great reward. No matter what it might look like, no matter what things might feel like, no matter what anyone might say, God is your shield and your exceeding great reward. He is your protection. And, and, and he is the, the greatest asset that you'll ever have. Genesis 17 and 1 says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. The day came that Abram, uh, that the Lord told him, and I, I don't know how he said it, what tone of voice. The bottom line is that God told him, man, it's time to cut out the shenanigans. It's time to stop. Let's get serious. Let's get real about about this walk. Now you're you've prayed and you've asked for a blessing, but you still got some loose ends that you are and that you have control of. Uh, let's straighten that stuff up. And I think that's where all of us, all of us, need to check ourselves daily. Paul said, "I crucify this flesh daily." In other words, I'm in connection with who I am and what I'm about, what I do. I know me, you know you. It's not something you have to pray about, you know, you don't, please don't use that term, God's not through with me yet, you know, and all of that stuff. Handle it, handle it. Sanctify yourselves, which means separate yourself for the Lord. Now, with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness, how you watched over and kept us throughout this day. Lord Jesus, some are coming to the end of the day. Others will be starting their day. Lord, you know where each of us are located at. 
and you know our 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 being. You know everything that is about us. You know what what we're looking for. You know the, our heart's desire. Lord, help us to line up with your word, Lord Jesus, and help our desires to line up with your will. Lord, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're in the 19th chapter of Genesis this evening, the beginning at the 16th verse. It says, and while he lingered, while he lingered, the man laid hold on his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape and go for thy life. Let look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Be escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh no, oh not so, my lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold, now the city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted these concerning these things also, that I will not overthrow the city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. So we're this evening we're in Genesis and we're talking about Lot and his family and and the instructions that they were given. He was told to escape. He was told, don't look back. Now many get stuck on the well on the area of looking back. There's several areas that I, I hear I've heard ministers touch on. Um, when they get up and they, they preach on Sodom and Gomorrah, we're not going to go into those areas. But there are two things that this really they talk about. But let's um, let's go a little further here because we need clarity. You know, the more we understand what is transpiring, we can connect the dots and we see ourselves a lot clearer. We see things that we may have or may not have done. We know what we can and cannot do in the future. All right. So the Bible says, and while he lingered, while he lingered, and some of us are lingering. Some of us are, are hanging, you know, we're, we're, 
We're staying in place instead of moving. And we have excuses. We have excuses. Now, there, there's a phrase, and I, I can't use it on the air, uh, but there's a phrase that talks about um, excuses. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm processing how to say it in a, in a nice way um, compared to what I've heard. But let's just say that uh, excuses are like gluteus maximus. Everyone has one. Okay. Now you can look that up if you, if you need to, but everyone has one. Everyone has an excuse. The, the thing is to get rid of the excuses. The Bible said, and he lingered. The man laid hold on his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him out of the city. They stayed in place instead of moving. He waited. He was reluctant to act upon the information received. We're, we receive information. We're told things, and some things we see, um, we, we see it with our own eyes. Uh, we see things changing. We hear the message of change and or experiencing the unction of change. You know, we sometimes we know it. We feel it in our spirit that something is going on, but yet we linger. We don't do anything. Excuse after excuse. And some don't bother with excuses. They just ignore the signs and, and blame others. You don't have to wait around and blame anyone else. There are some things that you can do and, and call preparation. Prepare yourself. Do something uh, because you see change is about to occur. occur. And so Lot, uh, Lot's situation, uh, the angels of the Lord grabbed Mr. and Mrs. Lot's hand. They grabbed the hands of the daughters whom I named Letitia and Laquisha. All right. The Bible doesn't give a name for his daughter. So uh, this is my names that I gave them myself and um, whatever you want to call them uh, respectfully. But uh, the angel grabbed their hands. Now, remember, Letitia and Laquisha was in, had fiancés. They were engaged. And I just really stepped back and, and scratched my head that Lot told the man when they was pressing upon his house and pressing upon him and, and trying to get to the two visitors, the guests that was in his house, um, that here, take my daughters, do what you would do with them. And I, I just don't see that going over well. I just can't see that in any kind of way uh, um, going over well with any girl, daughter, you know, <laughs> I just can't see that. Uh, that that has some that's that's heavy uh, that's that's pretty heavy as far as him offering them like that but he did he did you know i, I don't want to stay there and talk about that but uh, but our, our responsibility is to protect our children at all costs is to protect our 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 sons and our, our daughters you know we have this thing here and that's going on, and, and you may have heard about it yourself, where they're talking about the exposing, exposing children to sex orientation and, you know, and giving them uh, their own opinion so they can make up 
and and understand who they are and identify. And I mean, it's a whole lot that they're talking about and taking the control away from the parents. And you're the protector of that child. You're the protector. Uh, They are an, an inheritance of the Lord and your responsibility is to protect them. Letitia and Laquisha was offered because they had, and they had known, here it is, they have fiancés, but they, they're not, they're, they had not been intimate with anyone. They are they fresh off the boat, let's put it that way. And so, um, but I, I just can't imagine now, Lot, excuse me, not Lot, but Job said that he made a covenant with his eyes. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look upon another woman. And he's married. Job realized that his wife is his uh, his main, you know, is his lady at home. That's his um, Beyonce. That is his girl, you know, whatever, you know, his Holly Berry, whatever you want to name, you know, whatever you want to call him. You should feel that way about your man. That's, that's yours at home. That's your Dwayne Johnson. He may not have all the muscles that Dwayne have, but it's yours. He's yours. And you're going to love him like that. You, oh, you're not going to slam him. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to be slamming as if you're different people. But you're loving each other. Okay, You're not smashing and thinking about someone else. But you're going to love them as being yours and who they are. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes. And I thought about that because the Bible said, you know, you reap what you sow. And so why would you, you know, gentlemen, why would you lust after someone else, you know, and no one else is around you. It's just you by yourself, you in your car and you sitting at the light and you see a young lady walk by and you let your imagination run wild thinking about that individual well, don't you know that you're going to reap that back? Your daughter, maybe she's crossing the street. And because of the way you act, someone else is treating them that way. See, so it's not just natural. It's also, it goes into our spiritual. So that's why I say you, you cannot, don't just think about the natural, but your spirit, your spirit, man. We'll talk more about that later, but protect your sons and your daughters. Listen. The fiancés and anyone else that would have listened had opportunity to be saved, but they selected to stay in Sodom. It's a choice. People, you're making choices. And if you say, I didn't choose that, yes, you did. Not choosing is choosing. Not choosing to study, to, to get have a good grade, is making a choice. Not choosing to study for better employment. That is making a choice. We do things. We are making choices all the time. And even when we don't announce that we are making a decision, you've made one by doing nothing. And so be careful. Make the right choice. These people had an opportunity and they didn't make the right choice. Now, the Bible says the Lord being merciful. The word mercy or merciful means to have compassion, forgiveness within one's power to allow pain and suffering or deliverance from it. 
Now, Romans 9, 15, 16 says, for, the, for he said to Moses, I have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So God has mercy whom he will have mercy on, and, and none of us can claim a right to it. Okay, well, uh, God's going to forgive me, so I'm going to excuse myself and do what I want to do. Don't play with that. Don't play that game. He'll have mercy on whom he will have mercy. And so uh, you don't have a choice in, in making God have mercy. And when does his mercy stop? Uh, we say his mercy is everlasting. I believe it's everlasting for those that are saved, sanctified. But when is it? when does it stop? Don't play that. Mr. and Mrs. Lot with Letitia and Laquisha were led out of the city. First Thessalonians 6, 5, 6, beginning at the 6th verse says, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. We need to be sober-minded. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for in helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath. That's why I want it. God has not appointed us to wrath. Now, this is why the angel of the Lord told them, he said, I can't do anything until you're out of here. Because God has not appointed us to wrath. And it's the same thing with the uh, taking away of the church in Thessalonians um, 4 and 16. You know, that we'll be caught up and they which are dead and, and we which are alive, uh, we remain. But when the trumpet of God occurred, well, then we're going to be caught up. But nothing that is going to, as far as the tribulation period or anything, is not going to happen until the church is taken away because God has not appointed us to wrath. So those that, that and, the, and Paul talks about this because there were those that were saying, hey, uh, the church, what you guys believe has already occurred. And the, the sad thing about people that say that is that if that was true, that means that you are condemned already and that you're going to suffer the consequences of the tribulation period as well as uh, the lake of fire. But that is not the case. God is not appointed us to wrath. But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we woke or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort one another or comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also uh, as you do. Now, the 17th verse of the 19th chapter of Genesis says, And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape. Get out of here. Escape for you. Run for your life. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, running for our lives. We sing them running, 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 I can't tarry. Running up the King's Highway. If my mother don't go, I can't tarry. You know, and so we, we can't tarry. We can't be waiting around because others won't go. He said, look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now, now, this phrase, it came to pass, is a phrase indicating the thing spoken is, is happening. 
uh, there are some things that you're waiting for to come to pass. Whether it is a word that has been spoken over you by a true prophet, and I do mean a true prophet, not someone that think they're a prophet and they speak and nothing ever happens, but a true prophet that may have spoken into your life. Uh, and I, I'm experiencing some things that were spoken in my life by someone that, that spoke to me way in, in 13 years ago. And I'm watching those things come to pass. I'm watching it. I'm living it. And I know what was said was true. It was true. And, and so some things are not for the immediate time. They're for the future. And so you need to distinguish and understand that when someone stands up and say it's your season. They really should know if it is that church or if it is the ecclesia, the gathering if it's their season, if you're talking to an individual, then don't announce that over everybody. Tell the individual. But when someone else, when someone says it's your season, it doesn't mean that it's everyone's season. It doesn't mean it's the it's the tree down the street. It doesn't mean it's the tree down uh, 500 miles away around the world. It doesn't mean that it's everyone's season. And, and so we're not going to stay there, but I want you to understand when it comes to pass, it comes to pass in the appointed time. And so this phrase indicates that thing, the thing spoken is happening. Now, it's important to know and understand that God says what God says will happen. It will happen. And the Bible gives us this assurance in Ezekiel 24 and 14. I, the Lord, have spoken it. And remember, I said a true prophet. Now, I didn't say Someone that that wants to show off, someone that has something good, uh, you know. Paul said that the day will come that people would run um, to find someone that was going that got a good tone, a good message, um, you know, tickling their ears and everything. He didn't say that the the message is true, but people run to that and they're flocking to it even even today. Uh, the Bible said that they won't endure sound doctrine. Uh, no, that that sound teaching. I, I don't want that. I want something that's going to, when I get to church and I hear the doom, 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 when I hear the organ or I hear the bass guitar, you know, then I can jump up, dance around, we can have our dance, and that's it. You know, the preacher gets up and he preaches and he grabs a hoop and a holler, and it sounds good. I don't know what he said. I don't know what she said. I know that it sounded good, and we had, we went to church, and we had church. Ooh, we had church. We shouted down. We went in. The day would come that they would not endure sound doctrine. Listen, this is what you want. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Man, you want what the Lord speaks, and it shall come to pass, and it will do it, and will not go back. Neither will I spare, neither will I repent according to the ways and according to the doing, shall they judge these, saith the Lord God. And so when God speaks, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at his appointed time. Our responsibility is to wait patiently. Our responsibility is to chill, you know, in obedience while we're waiting for God's word to come to pass in that day and in that time, whatever day and time God has assigned Let's be ready. In the meantime, we make preparation. The Lord said, occupy till I come. That's what Jesus told him. Occupy till I come. 
Now, these were the instructions. Escape. Escape for your life. Run for your life. Don't look back. Now, we know in the heart, we know from watching horror movies, we know from television and different things that when you told to run and you told not to look back, you shouldn't do that. When you run and you look back, what happened? Come on now. You know that 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 when you look back, something usually happens when by the time you turn around from that glance, the person in front of you is gone. Now you're separated and you're on your own. And that's in the movies. Here, they were told, <laughs> don't look back. And to stay in the plane, to, uh, but to escape to the mountain. Escape to the mountain. Now, God is calling, called and told them to go up, not to stay in the plane. And, and so, it, because you'll be consumed by what is going on if you do that. And you don't want to be consumed by what is happening to everyone else. You don't want to be consumed. You don't, uh, you don't want to suffer the consequences of what everyone else is going through. And so they were told, do not stay in the plane, but escape to the mountain. Now, your life depends on obedience. All of our lives depend on obedience. Your soul salvation depends on obedience. Unlike Lot, the psalmist says, I thought on my ways and I turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Lot was delaying. Remember, he was reluctant. He lingered. We cannot wait and linger. When God tells us something, we need to move. We got to act upon it. Mm-hmm. Got to act upon it. Now, to escape, as you know, means to have to be set free. Forgiveness has the power of freedom. If you need to forgive someone, uh, it's not. If as long as you're not forgiving, then you're holding. You're being held hostage. You're not free. You're not free of that thing. Love has the power of freedom. As, as long as you love. The Bible said love covers a multitude of sin. And just like you want your sins covered, you're going to have to love someone else and allow their sins to be covered too. Wisdom has the power of freedom. Wise, when we make wise decisions, it, it allows us to be free from those, uh, from bad decisions. The Bible said we overcome evil with good. So listening to and then doing what you were told has the power of freedom. Following instructions. What instructions have you been given? What have you been told? Now, I'm very big about uh, questions being asked. When you don't understand, you ask questions. You don't just nod your head. You know, you're not a, boggle, a bobblehead where your head is just bouncing. Ask questions so that you can have answers and that you can, maybe the way it's being explained is not clear enough or you're just not getting it. It doesn't hurt to ask. No one's gonna think bad or at least they should not. Anyone that's a good teacher, a good listener, a good um, mentor, um, whether it's in the church or outside the church, 
shouldn't mind you asking questions. They, if they like me, they're going to appreciate the fact that you're asking the question so that you get clarity. You know, that's how we function. We function better when we have clarity and we know exactly what to do, you know, and certainly anyone that is in a role of helping someone else, they didn't, none of us got it the first time. Well, maybe some did. I certainly didn't. And so I ask questions. I still ask questions. I still seek for answers. And so um, not a know-it-all. But, and if there's a question that's asked and, and it's not known, then we can seek it together and look for the truth and look for, uh, look for the freedom of it that way. Lot was a recipient of forgiveness, love, wisdom, but was reluctant. He lingered. He lingered. You want the blessing of, and I left that as an open line, underscore, you can fill it in yourself. But you can't get the blessing if you linger. You can't get it if you linger. Now, here are a few things, a few forms of lingering. And, and I deal with this all the time with people when they say, I'm praying about it. And my question is, what are you praying about? The Lord already said, I would that you would prosper and be healthy, even as your soul prosper. So he's already spoken into your life. Uh, prosperity is written in his word. And remember, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. So he's already, the blessing has already been proclaimed. Allow your soul to prosper and, and, and allow you to prosper. Now, when you prosper, as you are prospering spiritually, there should be changes in your natural. We don't just all of a sudden become spiritual and holier than thou, as people like the as that phrase has been coined. But your your physical man should also change. Now I'm not saying you're gonna be become rich overnight or anything like that. God bless you if you do. But uh, what I am saying is that our our way of life changes. It changes. We, ele we elevate. Our soul elevates. We elevate. We don't elevate in one area and not the other. And so people say, well, I'm praying about it. Why are you praying about it? The Bible said a faith without works is dead. Show me your faith and I'll show you my works. So you should be, be about it. You should be doing something and you can pray at the same time while you're doing it. But don't just pray about it and you're not taking any action. Maybe God showed you a sign for school, talking about change, but you're lingering. Maybe it's time to go back to school or to study. Now, I believe in self-initiative, meaning that you pick up a book and you start reading it. You don't have to wait till for the next semester to come around. I have about nine math classes that I have to take. I'm not waiting for those math classes to come around for me to take them. That, that's part of my major. And so uh, I already have taken an initiative and I'm studying. I'm preparing myself now, reminding myself of certain math courses and different things that I, I learned or did not learn earlier. You don't have to wait. Maybe a change of employment. You don't have to wait. Start preparing. You, you should be practicing interview, practicing techniques, 
When I say practice techniques, I do mean you need to practice. You need to ask questions about how to interview because that makes a difference. If you applying for a job, let's say you applying for a city job. Let's say you're applying for the police department. Did you talk to someone that worked for the police department on how to how they passed the interview? You know, officers don't mind discussing information with you. They don't mind talking to you. But that's not the only thing. What if you what if it is a different role that you want? We have so much information at our fingertips. Uh, as an engineer, as a, a engineer, I've looked up what questions are, you know, what to expect during a, a interview process. What questions may come up that I need to prepare myself for? You do the same. We have the information. We have more information today. We have an advantage today that we did not have before. If there's information that you had to had to flip the pages to get through. Now it's at your fingertips through YouTube. There's examples of what to do and how to how to uh, do what you're interested in at your fingertip. But and we'll sit down and we'll watch a TV program for 45 minutes. But we won't watch a video that's going to better our employment, our standard of living, uh, which may only last 12 minutes. It may last 45 minutes. It may even be an hour and a half. It don't mean you have to watch it all in one setting. But you have to, instead of making excuses, instead of lingering, most of the people I've counseled with are doing nothing but talking about it. Oh, I can't wait. And, you know, and I'm going to. And that day, day after day, month after month, year after year, it is never it has not manifest. It hasn't happened. And you don't want to be like that. God has called us to. Higher calling. Remember the Lord, they were given instructions, don't go into the plane, but go into the mountain. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Lot, their daughters, Leticia and Lucretia, were also told not to stay in the plains, but to go into the higher ground. The plains don't require much. You know, don't require much. The plains don't, no. It don't require much effort. That, that that's just the level platform. It don't require much to, to be out on the plane, but it does require something to climb up the mountain. The Bible said, Lot said unto them, oh, oh, not so, my Lord. Lot and the family had the help that they needed, but it, an excuse was made. An excuse was made at a, a, a very important time of their lives. Behold, now thy servant have found grace in thy sight. Now he's acknowledging that I, I have grace, I have your attention, and thou you've magnified mercy. Oh, I got grace and I have mercy, which you showed unto me. You saved my life. I, I need you to hear this. You're saving my life. I cannot escape to the mountain. Least some evil take me and I die. I want you to think about that. If you haven't already got it, so you're telling me, Lot, you're talking to the angelic beings, you're talking to the men that have come from God, and you're telling them that 
I cannot go to the mountain. You saved me out of the destruction that is about to come only to kill me by sending me into the mountains. Lot makes what appears to sound or to be reasonable, a reasonable request. This was very unreasonable. There, there was a lot going on inside of Lot for him to make this statement. There's some stuff going on with this man. There's some stuff that has been going on with us. Because sometimes we may, we may not, we might look at Lot and say, oh, why we, you know, he should not have done that. He shouldn't have made that excuse. But what about us? Have we done the same thing? Genesis 19 and 13 says, for we will destroy this place. So Lot knows that, that destruction is there because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So he know that the deliverance of Miss Lot, Mr. Lot, the girls had already been established, but Lot was getting in the way of his own deliverance. Do not get in the way of your own deliverance. Do not get in the way of God's blessing plan. Don't get in the way of it. He says, behold, now the city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither, and is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. I will not overthrow this city for thou which thou hast spoken of. And so... Lot and his family was allowed to go to Zorah rather than to go up into the mountain. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and touch this because I'm, I'm disturbed with, with Brother Lot. I'm disturbed with his actions. I'm disturbed with what he's saying and the influence that has overwhelmed him. And we have to be careful that we don't allow outer influences and what we see to overwhelm us. Lot asked and said, um, let, let me let me go. I don't want to go into the mountain. I don't want to climb up that hill. That, that looks a little too difficult. That looks a little too hard. That's a little too trying for me to do that. And, and do is that what you're saying about the instructions that you received? Is that what you're saying about when you think about going back to school, when you think about looking for new employment or something? Well, I'm too old for that. Listen. We live in a different day and time. We live and certainly it's God's time. The thing that you may feel or how you feel about it and the excuses you make is your own hindrance, not God's. And if you think that, that it can't be done, you're not allowing God to show you that it can be. Hmm. I'm disappointed. I'm disturbed with Brother Lot. But at the same time, I remember when I may have been reluctant or said I couldn't do it, you know, and, and so I can't point the finger at him without pointing the fingers back at myself. What can we learn from this? What are the takeaways that from this evening? We see Lot was reluctant. Lot was told to go higher, go up the hill for and he wanted to stay on level ground. Are we doing the same thing? Are we being instructed to come up higher? 
are we staying on level ground where we feel comfortable, where it seems a lot easier, you know? Uh, they were, they had to be told to escape. Don't look back. We should be running forward and not looking back. You know, when you look back, you trip. You look back, you, you miss what you could see ahead of you. You're taking your eyes off the prize, and that is your deliverance. Whether it's financial deliverance, whether it's emotional deliverance, mental deliverance, it could be impacting and certainly going to impact their relationship. Remember, we're talking about a family here. We're talking about Lot, Miss Lot, and their daughters. There is an impact that has occurred. What do you want that impact to be this evening? And we're going to stop right there. But what do you want the impact to be? Do you want to linger? If you're lingering, I want to encourage you to stop lingering. Stop waiting. Stop. You, you have to start someplace. Every, everyone has a starting point. And today is a, a good place to start, whether it's evening where you are or, or night. Maybe it's the early morning, but it's, it's a good time to start. It's a good time to start putting some things in order, writing things down for your deliverance. Don't linger. Don't stay on the plane. Don't, don't do like Lot and make an excuse and say, let me go over here to this little city over here and let me go over here to this little place. Look, if it's little, do you really want it? Do you really want to be stuck in a similar situation? We got to come up, which means we have to elevate our thinking. Let's, let's rise to the occasion in which God has called us to rise to. And, and that is to go into the mountain be delivered. Come up. Come up. God called Moses up. He didn't come visit him on the plane. He called him up. What would Lot have experienced if he would have went up into the mountain? What difference would, what, what, what would the change have been if he would have did that? We, we won't know what would have happened in that moment. And we only could talk about now is that they went to the city, Zora. It took them a while to get there. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zora. So it took them a little while to get there, a little travel. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word this evening. Lord Jesus, you know what we're trying to do. You understand everything that there is. You know what's ahead of us. You know what you've called us to do. You know the guidance that you've already sent for us. You sent messengers already to send a word to instruct us, to encourage us, to make change. And not to look back, to run for our lives. Lord, thank you. Lord, keep our minds stayed on you. Help us, Lord God, to be obedient to the instructions, not to make excuses. Lord, but to, to move according to thy will. Lord, we thank you and we'll give you the praise and to give you the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost 
rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. The Lord say the same. We'll be back on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. to praise and magnify the Lord and share the gospel with someone. Share the word of God with someone. They need it. I need it. You need it. God wants us to have it. All right. Be blessed. Amen. Uh, one more thing before I go. Listen, when you log in, I, I want to acknowledge some of the uh, places that are logging in as well. So I want to encourage you to let us know where you're at. Uh, I see Charlie. I see Rusha. And I see others that are, are logged in. Just want you to know that that I do I get a chance to look and see others, uh, you know. And so just want to uh, acknowledge, you know. And so uh, that's it. Be blessed.